The feeling of guilt can be overwhelming, and at its darkest points, we can begin to question if we are even worthy of forgiveness. But as Christians, we know that Christ is always waiting for us with an outstretched arm. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. We're going we're gonna to do this in rounds. So you've heard of singing in rounds. We're going we're gonna to preach in rounds today. I mean, I'm not, but they are. And uh, so you're in for a treat. Uh, this is Tyler Marlette and Taylor Moore, and they're both juniors uh, in our youth community and here in Nolan Fisher County. And so we're just uh, honored to have you guys up here today. We look forward to what God has put on your hearts. And so if you would join me in welcoming them as they bring us the word. So, Good morning. When I was putting this sermon together, I met with Ryan and we discussed what I felt was important to talk about. I thought back to his sermon last week and I couldn't stop thinking about how truly incredible Jesus dying on the cross for us was. Thinking back on it, all I could think was, wow. When Jesus died on the cross, he did so in an amazing act of forgiveness. He forgave the sins of not only those who occasionally post a Bible verse on Facebook or only the people who volunteer to pray when it's time to eat at the dinner table, but he died for all those who believe. But as spectacular as the grand story of Christ dying on the cross is, the story that we just read in Luke 7 is a great example of Jesus forgiving someone individually. It perfectly encapsulates the idea that no one is ever beyond forgiveness in the eyes of God. In summary, Jesus goes to have dinner with a Pharisee and finds a woman who has been shamed from society because of her sin. So much so that the scripture doesn't even reference her by name, just an immoral woman. But when she heard Jesus was coming to town, she immediately came to see him and showed him acts of love. These great acts of love showed her heart for Jesus, and thus she was given an act of great forgiveness. Verse 47 says, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven, so she has shown me much love. This story stood out to me because I'm sure at one point all of us have been able to relate to the woman. Although the situation may vary, the desire for forgiveness is always a commonality. The feeling of guilt can be overwhelming, and at its darkest points, we can begin to question if we are even worthy of forgiveness. But as Christians, We know that Christ is always waiting for us with an outstretched arm, waiting for us to reach out to him, even if we don't realize it at the time. But when we do finally come to our senses and repent of our sins, it is as if an unbearable weight was just taken off of our shoulders. Almost immediately, you start to think 
how did I ever live with that incredible pressure always weighing down on me? One specific example of being shown forgiveness I can think of in my own personal life is a situation that occurred during one of my math classes. We had a test coming up, and I knew I didn't study as much as I should have. I thought, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. It was not fine, and I bombed the test. The first thing I thought of when I saw that grade was how am I going to explain this to dad? <laughs> Within seconds, I started freaking out, wondering what I could do to try and fix the problem I had created. In that moment, I was so overcome with stress, and I could only think about what I was going to do to explain myself. As a complete last resort, I asked my teacher in the saddest voice I could muster, is there any way I can make up this test? And to say the Lord was at work in that classroom. <laughs> I put my faith in my teacher, and my prayers were answered, and she allowed me to retest. <laughs> and if you want to talk about a weight being taken off of your shoulders, that day, I made a mistake. That mistake caused me to freak out and I was overcome with guilt. But amidst that freaking out, I stopped and I reached out for forgiveness. And thankfully, I was forgiven. I think that the best way to describe that feeling is peace. Peace in the fact that the burden I was suddenly carrying was lightened. Not from anything I did per se, but because I put my faith in someone and was shown compassion. Going back to the story, Jesus even references the same thing. Verse 50 states, and Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. But the important thing to keep in mind is that although some of the pressure of sin is lifted, it is still something we carry with us for our life here on earth. Because we are not perfect, Jesus extended to us the love and mercy that he wants us to show others. And he gave us a chance to be redeemed through him. When we are given a feeling of peace because of newfound forgiveness, it should inspire us to love and forgive others in the same way that we were which, again, Jesus says the exact same thing in the Scripture. Again, going back to verse 47, it states, I tell you, her sins have been forgiven, so she has shown much love. Amen. Good morning. In a world where everything seems to be about me, 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 we all need to learn to focus on how to serve others. It seems humanity has lost its touch on connecting and serving others, while we're supposed to be serving with love. During this coming Holy Week, Jesus taught his, his disciples how to spread God's word, how to live passionately, and how to serve anyone and everyone. Jesus shows his disciples how important service is in one of his greatest lessons, him washing his disciples' feet. 
When Jesus gets done washing their feet, he says, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I have had the privilege to serve in an unexpected way. This has come from being active in the FFA showing steers and pigs. In the steer barn, my family, it's a natural setting for us. But as I got into junior high, I started showing pigs and my family wasn't too familiar with it, so I didn't have very good success. As I got into high school, by chance, a neighbor and an ag teacher from a different school took me in and taught me how to raise show pigs. When I look back at the time and support, they were serving me. No one asked them to do this for me. They both just did it. This is, is this not how we are supposed to do it? Serving others in all kinds of ways, but for me, it has had to do with the young man needing some help in the show ring. From this ag teacher from another town, I was introduced to a son that needed some assistance showing both his steers and picks. In a sense, I was the one getting my feet washed before, and now I had the chance to wash someone else's feet, just as Jesus has taught us to do. In getting the privilege to help him show, I've learned about selflessness, perseverance, and being proud. Not being proud of myself, but being proud of this boy for doing what he loves, no matter circumstances, with the biggest smile on his face. I strive to live every day like him, happy and smiling. As I've been showing with this family for the last several years, we've hauled many miles across Texas together. They, have been, they also have two other sons, one that is now showing two, and that I've had the opportunity to know like a brother. He's always ready to get in the pig barn. They have become my family. I think because of them first, first reaching out to me has made such an impact on my life. It has brought about a change in the way I see serving others. This world is not just about you or me. It's about being there and helping others when they are not expecting it. It's about creating relationships. Some may be short-term, but some could be everlasting. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, God says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives everyone light in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, as I type this out, it seems very long and drawn out. But as I read it, it's quick and it has one thing in it, to put others first. Now, we've all heard that saying before, but do we really put it into action? Thank you.